Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show on a football Friday. Merry Christmas Eve, Eve to you all. Good to have you with us here. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai. Great selection of new and pre-owned inventory. And whether you have the terrific sales staff that is there for you to save you money looking for the right deal for you, or the terrific service department with many awesome technicians ready to serve you with the diagnostics, the inspections, all the routine maintenance, it is all part of the Sunbury Motors guarantee one way or the other. And that's why the business keeps growing, and that's why that service department is looking for more of those awesome technicians to serve in their quick lane, car light truck service, heavy truck service, body frame and alignment, and towing departments. So whether you got some experience, you're a first-time technician looking for your first job, or someone looking for a career change, they'd love to hear from you. Stop by in person, apply online at sunburymotors.com, or call Todd at 286-7746. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. And, of course, every Friday show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. You know what to do. It's time to stock up for the holiday weekend. Not only that, too, you got a lot of big football happening tomorrow across the NFL. Eagles, Cowboys, Steelers, Raiders, celebrating the Immaculate Reception. Have a toast in honor of Franco. Imports, domestics, microbrews. Best selection of beer anywhere. Water, wine coolers, soft drinks, snacks. They roast those peanuts fresh and hot every day in the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none. And, of course, this time of the year, gift cards are always a great gift for somebody. For a stocking stuffer, maybe for that gift you just don't know what to get somebody, get a little gift card at Brewer's Outlet so they can stock up, too, for the holiday weekend and for another big football weekend. And when we get to the summertime, unless you feel like drinking these now in six-degree weather, but that's fine. Six great flavors of slushies. All at Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. So it is a football Friday today. Big previews coming up on the NFL this weekend. The King is going to join us today at 4.06 for our picks. That's because we are done here at 4.30 today to make way for Bucknell men's basketball as they are at Rutgers tonight. Coverage beginning at 4.30 with Doug Birdsong, live from Piscataway, and tip-off at 5 right here on WKOK. So 
We are on with you till 4.30 today before the Bison take over as they try to improve to 8-4 and four on the season. Coming off the win Sunday against Merrimack at home at Soika Pavilion. And we also had another win for Penn State men's basketball last night, improving to 8-3 and three on the season, taking care of business against Quinnipiac, which was actually a pretty good team they faced last night. I mean, when you think of Quinnipiac, you don't think Power 5 or anything like that, but that Quinnipiac team was off to a very good start. They were 9-3, and three, I believe, coming into last night. And... Picked to, pick to be third in their conference. I mean, the, the resume painted there by Dick Girardi, if you were listening in the pregame yesterday, that was a pretty good resume from Quinnipiac. So this wasn't a total give-me type of game for Penn State. And again, got a little bit off to a slow start, shooting the basketball, especially from beyond the three-point line. They were pretty bad the whole game, shooting about 21%, 12.5% in the first half alone at by halftime. But when they hit those threes, they were timely, and they started big runs to keep themselves at arm's length. And they pulled away for the W. A couple big shots again from Andrew Funk. Also a lot of good assists. See, we talk about Andrew Funk's shooting abilities from his time here at Bucknell, but I can also tell you, too, the guy knows how to dish the basketball, and he had a couple nice dishes last night. I mean, he can do it all. Shoot the basketball, play some defense, and dish it, and rebound. I mean, he can do it all. That's why he's been such a great pickup for the Nittany Lions. And, of course, Jalen Pickett had uh, a big game last night as well. And so, and Penn State, too, don't forget, is also doing this without Seth Lundy. Thought that he would maybe play last night, but looks like Penn State just wants to give him wanted to give him just one more game so you get a couple more days rest and then hopefully he's ready to go for Delaware State next Thursday after this little bit of time off for the holiday. So there you have it there for, for Penn State. Another good win. Got to take care of business against Delaware State on Thursday. And then you get set to welcome Iowa on New Year's Day. And then you get ready for the big one at the Palestra against Purdue the following week on the 8th, the following Sunday. That's a quick outlook right there for Penn State men's basketball. As far as the football weekend goes today, first we have the Independence Bowl. It's Houston and Louisiana, they are no score right now with 10-21 to go in the first, so that game just kicked off today. You also have Wake Forest and Mizzou tonight at 6.30 in the Gasparilla Bowl. And I think there was a game yesterday. Yeah, Air Force beating up on Baylor last night, 30-15 to in the Armed Forces Bowl. That's good for Air Force to get the W there in one of their biggest games of the year. Then tomorrow you have the Hawaii Bowl, San Diego State, and MTSU. Monday is the Quick Lane Bowl, New Mexico State Bowling Green. There's a few games on uh, on Tuesday as well. So that's the look there for the uh, for the college football slate 
as far as that goes. And there it's he is. It's a bit windy. It's a bit windy out there. A little bit, <laughs> yes. But yeah, we got lots of trees and wires and everything else down across the roadway. Yeah. Uh, be careful out there if you're traveling. Be careful. It's all good. It's all good. Well, so let's start out with an uplifting story. It's amazing how the lineage of two football cities comes together on a single day. And here's a today is of course the fiftieth anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Right? Did you watch ESPN today? I did not. You should have. I actually should have watched ESPN. I never thought I'd hear that come out of your mouth. Oh no, this was a fabulous story. <laughs> hey. It was the story about the day that Santa was booed at the Eagles game. <laughs> no, senor! No, senor! No, senor! So here's the story. All right? 1968, the Eagles were bad. No getting around it. Hall of Fame sports writer, Philadelphia native Ray Dittinger, who's retiring from WIP, by the way, once described the 68 Eagles team as, quote, at the time, the franchise's worst year. It got to the point that the fans wanted the Eagles to lose. All right? Because they were trying to get the first overall pick. And they started out 0-11. Now remember, what is the prize for being the first overall pick in that year? The prize would have been OJ. Okay? Heisman Trophy winner, USC, the whole thing. So they start out 0-11. And, and in week 11, they lose to the Browns 47-13. to The fans in Philadelphia, by the way, are happy. But then they blow it. The Eagles on Thanksgiving Day go to Detroit and beat the Lions 12 to nothing. Ugh. Then the next week, they beat the Saints 29 to 17. They can't even lose right. So they have one more game to go. Because remember, back then it was a 14 game season. Now it's 17. And they're playing the Vikings. A snowstorm dumped a foot of snow around Philadelphia. And remember, the Eagles at this time were playing at Franklin Field. They had lined up somebody to be Santa Claus, but the person didn't show up. So during the first half, entertainment director Bill Mullen searches the crowd at Franklin Field to see if anybody was dressed up as Santa Claus, and he saw this guy, a 20-year-old by the name of Frank Olivo, wearing a Santa Claus outfit, and asked him if he would like to be on the field with the Eagles cheerleaders during halftime. Olivo says yes. And then as one witness described it, all hell broke loose. These are your people, by the way. They say the last time they heard this much booing was when Aaron Judge made it out in a playoff game. 
No, señor. No, señor. No, señor. These are the teams you root for. And I use that that loosely. I mean, you guys don't root for, I don't know what you root for. Instead of cheers, right? Uh, so this is what happens. Franklin Field's grass back then, so it's all muddy. So Olivo has to walk on the field himself. The public address announcer said as Olivo made his entrance, here comes Santa Claus, let's give Santa Claus a rousing Philadelphia welcome. And instead of cheers, Olivo was greeted with boos, lots of boos, and it didn't stop. Olivo went over to the crowd to throw candy canes to the fans. The fans threw snowballs at him. He said he, Olivo later said he thought he was pelted with at least 100 snowballs, if not more. Then it was beer bottles and hoagie sandwiches. His hat and beard were knocked off during the incident. These are your people, by the way. Your people. The Santa Claus incident, by the way, was not mentioned in the Philadelphia Inquirer the following day. It did not get any attention until guess who found out about it? Howard Cosell. He reported the story on his national program on ABC. The Santa Claus incident has permanently labeled Philadelphia among the roughest in the nation, if not the world. If you're wondering, the Eagles did lose that day, 24-17. to They finished the year 2-12. and But not bad enough to have the first overall pick. Instead, Buffalo had the first overall pick. They chose O.J. Simpson. The Eagles ended up with the third pick, and they picked Leroy Keyes, a running back from Purdue. Keyes was a running back for the Eagles in 69 and 70. Did so poorly, they switched him to strong safety. He was then released. Finished up his career with the Kansas City Chiefs in 73, and then after five years in the NFL, he retired. Frank Olivo owned his own barbershop in Philadelphia for a while. He then worked in the casinos in Atlantic City and later sold cars as well as working in the mortgage industry. He passed away, unfortunately, about seven and a half, nearly eight years ago at the age of 66. But he's always going to be remembered in Philadelphia sports history as Santa Claus. What an uplifting holiday story. No good! No good! No good! I don't, I don't understand what your problem is here. <laughs> now, I should point out that if you ask Philadelphia fans this, these, these days about Santa Claus... They'll tell you it is Jalen Hurts. <laughs> that Jalen is absolutely Hurts correct. Is Santa Claus? I said that to Dana O'Neill from the Athletic the other day, because <laughs> I mean, look, everywhere you turn in that city, everywhere and in the region, I mean, nobody knows the Flyers are terrible. Nobody even knows the record of the Sixers. Okay, they know Bryce Harper's out till midseason, but the Eagles, they know everything. And he is Santa Claus. He is the MVP of the league. They're also He's listening gonna... to the Jason Kelsey and the Eagles offensive lineman's Fiddly Special Christmas album that just came out, too.
We'll come back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Second one, no good. Dietrich has it. Seven seconds. They have plenty of time. Dietrich, top of the key three for the win. They got it. Two seconds. One second. One shot from half court. No good with 1.3. A timeout has been called. But the best part was the part the chief added. Um, so, um, what? <laughs> no. Signing win for the Braves last night over Mount Carmel. So, for the win, and then there's a shot, and there's a timeout. Um. Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a great call. I'm just joking. Okay. <laughs> it's a great call. Great win for them last night. Who'd they beat? Mount Carmel. Wow. That's great. All right. Got the king today. We got Bucknell basketball at 430, right? Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia. Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Picks coming up. The excitement surrounding Gardner Minshew is unbelievable. No. It has gotten a lot of attention. Why? Errol, because of the Minshew mania stuff, that's all. I see. Hmm. Intriguing. Uh, Will these teams ever play when both first-string quarterbacks are there? It's possible in the in the, in the uh, divisional round if if things hold the way they they do right now in the playoff picture, the Eagles would host as the one seed, um, Tampa and or Dallas because they're the four five matchup as of right, right. now. Wow. So it's possible that the Eagles' first playoff game could be Dallas in Philly for the divisional round. Yeah, that's always one of the great that yeah, that Eagles fan was at nineteen eighty. Yes, we Dallas. Want Dallas. We hate you here yes. at the vet. We hate you. Exactly. Yes. Uh, nothing like little. There's nothing like little brothers screaming out. <laughs> uh, but that was the NFC Championship game in '80 when the Dallas Eagles came. Won. And the Eagles won and, that game, and, twenty to seven. Wilbur Montgomery had big touchdown run, and they went on to Super Bowl fifteen. And who was the coach of the team? Uh, Dick Vermeil. We just had him on the show. That's Thanks. exactly All right. right. Again, we're just trying to, uh, you know, you know, trying to let everybody know this show brings you some pretty good stuff. Um, yeah. Ah, that that is, and I know there are going to be people that take this wrong, and after a while, you kind of don't care. It's like I, you know, you know what reality is <laughs> versus the the fantasy of it, but because the team, you know, I grew up rooting for the Red Sox in baseball has the same syndrome. It's a little brother syndrome, right? 
even now, the Red Sox in this century have been exponentially the, the better franchise. Yet you go to a Red Sox game. You know, they've won four World Series. The Yankees won one. Yankees blank, Yankees blank. I was like, what are you doing? You're the better team. You're the better franchise. Now, last year, the Yankees were the better team, okay? But in this century, the Red Sox over and over again have been the better team. Right? And that, that includes going head-to-head. Uh, Eagles fans are like that with Dallas. The Eagles in this century, the 21st century, okay, have been the better team. They've been the better franchise. Not by a little bit, by a wide margin. All those NFC title games, Donovan McNabb winning the Super Bowl in 2017. The Eagles have been the better franchise. The Cowboys have not accomplished really anything in this, this century. Fair? Absolutely. Yet, oh, good, you know, did the Cowgirls, you're better. You don't need, you don't have to say that. You're the better franchise. Okay? They should hate you. And they do. Cowboy fans, they could, to be honest with you, I'm not so sure they care. I think they hate their team more than they hate you. Well, that could be true for some fans, especially the way they've played in this century. They don't think too much about the opponent. They're more obsessed with who they are. And, yeah. You guys, on the other hand, are obsessed with Dallas. And you've been better. I mean, you've been the better franchise. Since the day McNabb got drafted, the Eagles have been the better franchise. I know it's only meant two Super Bowl trips and a one-on-one record in Super Bowls. But at least you got there. Dallas hasn't been there at all. You, you, have to also, you have to also take it into account, at least when you if you go to the game, whether it's in Boston, in Philly, whatever, the um, the tailgating beforehand with the, the enjoying of some uh, adult beverages probably incenses that a little bit more. I, so. I, I, don't, I don't understand where you're coming from here. I don't understand what he's talking about. I mean, I go to the game. I park the car. I say hi to a whole bunch of people, take some pictures. I go in and do the game. But what am I missing? <laughs> Obviously, you're you're, you walk into the wrong saying, parts. You're, 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 you're saying there are libations? <laughs> there may or may not be. There's some there's some libations out there? Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Wow, I must be missing something. <laughs> oh, I know exactly what you mean. Um, like that kind of feel in the parking lot. It's increased my popularity over there. <laughs> they have no idea I announced the games. They just look like I'm somebody. <laughs> Actually, you know what I want to see? I mean, this is how fun Philly can be, though, sometimes when they get like this is I don't know if you're familiar with Jim Gardner from Channel 6 Action News in Philly just retired at his uh, final I've newscast seen 
I've seen him a couple times. Yeah. So because I, mean, I mean, obviously, I, you know, I don't live down there. He had his final newscast down there after 46 years. Uh, it was two they nights bo- ago now, and did they fans- boo him? <laughs> they bo- they booed him. Of course not. No, you can never boo Jim Gardner. I mean, of course not. What are you talking about? You guys booed Santa Claus. No, señor. No, señor. No, señor. <laughs> no, they tailgated outside of the six ABC studios and greeted him with cheers af- as he walked in for the final time to work. Really? really? Yes. But that's not how things go with Philadelphia. <laughs> we do these things out of love, too, you know. Not just out of hate. So oh, I no. so I would love when you eventually retire, still not gonna be for a while yet, of course. I would love it if Penn State fans tailgated for you for in by the broadcast booth as you go in. I think that would be epic. You know, I am treated, <laughs> to be honest with you. No, you are I'm, you are treated very I am well. treated so yes. I mean, so well. It is um, chokes you up uh, when you're treated that well. I mean, I you know people, hey, you know, all the time. I mean, when I go in, I make the walk in. And all these people either, you know, they either want pictures, they want to say hi. I get, I mean, you name the beverage, I get offered it. Uh, and I'm not kidding about that. Oh, I believe it. I mean, come on, why just stop by? You know, it's like they're just so nice. Uh, all the time, and uh, I'm very, very, very fortunate. So, um, yeah, it's I can't thank all you people enough. You're awfully, awfully nice to me. You know, I, I, I greatly appreciate it. You know, even the Philadelphia fans who hate when I talk about the Eagles in any disparaging way. <laughs> can't talk about them like that. You can't. Gardner Minshew. He's a winner. <laughs> the mustache. They, they can walk in there, they can do that. That's what's interesting is I don't think Dallas is that good. I think Dallas is, you know, have you seen the, the um, you know, in watching bowl games, now I did watch a lot of Jacksonville and the Jets last night. I'm kind of questioning why I did that, but Jacksonville's Same. not that bad. Jacksonville's not that bad, but... Um, yeah, the Jets were tough to watch. Oh, man, they're brutal. They are brutal to watch. And the... Uh, and, but I've been watching poll games, and so, it, you know, and the bottom of the screen on ESPN, they always have a list of games, and they'll give you the was it the FPI? Is that what it's called? Chance yeah, of winning. Correct. Yeah, chance of winning. All right. Okay, great. And I was looking at it and go, oh, good, great. Well, when the Dallas Philadelphia game came up, the Cowboys are not only favored. I think they're what four or five point favorites. Is that right? Yeah, it's a five point favorite, five point spread now. Yeah, and they've got a seventy four percent chance of winning. Like, ah, do you know how good this team is? Like, I'm talking about Philadelphia, right? Like, their defense is really good. Their wide receivers really good. The running back is awesome. First time Pro Bowler finally. Right, right. Goddard, 
Yeah, they got him back. That's the best offensive line in football. Right? And the defense for Philadelphia is really good. I'd say they're probably one of the top, I don't know, seven or eight defenses in the entire NFL, right? which puts them in the upper quarter. And then I watch Dallas. Now, I really like Pollard a lot, the running back. Um, you know, Elliott is, you know, he does some good things, but he's he's nowhere near what he was. I think that's fair. Uh, he's better than he was the last couple of years, but still, he's not quite where he was three, four years ago. Pollard is, he's explosive. He gives him a lot of jump. Uh, CeeDee Lamb is a terrific receiver. And I like Dalton Schultz, the tight end. He's good. But Prescott makes a lot of mistakes. I mean, he makes a lot of mistakes, man. Absolutely, I mean, and that's why I think that's going to keep the Eagles in this game. He will make he will he will make some really good plays, and then he has a tendency to out of nowhere make a mistake that confounds you. Like what the heck? I mean, it's, it's it's surprising in a lot of ways because he's the veteran. He's been around the block. I mean, you know, I mean, you look back last year to the um, playoff game with the 49ers. I mean, who made the bad play? Oh, yeah, he was awful in that game. He did. I mean, so he has moments where he is terrific. You're like, well, wow, look at him. Wow. And then he has other moments where you sit back and go, I'm not so sure about this. Really? Uh, and that's what is confounding about this game. On defense, their defense is no question better than it than the last few years. But their defense last year was very good. Micah Parsons is obviously a terrific player. The Eagles could not have gone wrong either way, either drafting Devontae Smith like they did or drafting Micah. Okay? They couldn't have gone wrong either way. Turned out that Howie outfoxed the Giants by a wide margin. He got Smith when the Giants were begging for Devontae Smith, and the Cowboys still ended up with Micah. Right? And the Giants ended up with, oh, literally nobody. Okay, he's with the Chiefs now. Great job. <laughs> but Micah's sack production the last couple of games has been minimal. Have you noticed that? Yeah. So we'll see. Um, I'll, I'll, I won't get to it till the second half tomorrow, but it's going to be interesting. You, of course, will be pacing the entire time. Right, nobody's allowed to hand out a gift. I mean, I got it. You know, I understand. No, I'll be keeping a close eye as we are preparing and eventually eating our Christmas Eve dinner at home. Somebody will be preparing it. You'll be, of course, locked in, panicked. Right? Would you like some hot chocolate? No, I want something harder. (laughs) I mean, I'll I'll be panicked, but I'll be chasing two kids around while trying to watch the game while. Lisa is fin- is preparing said meal. Would, yes. Would, would, would you like some hot chocolate? I want bourbon. <laughs> Get the lingerie Today. on the deck. Call the janitor. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, the best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drink, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. Stock up for the holiday weekend. Stock up for a big week of holidays. I mean, every day's a holiday the next two weeks. What do you think? Stock up. Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. 
Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. Oh boy, I tell you, Lisa's a saint. Right, um... <laughs> nah, she's got a pretty good husband, so she's doing just fine in life. So does um, does Luke have a concept of Christmas now? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Like we had to remind him that Santa was coming. He's like, "Oh, cool!" Like I. I think the anticipation hasn't really been there, but we've been telling him, and now he kind of understands it a little. Because I heard he went to the mall and booed him. No, senor! No, senor! No, senor! <laughs> he fits right in. He's one of us. <laughs> no, he would be just playing with the snowblower before even thinking about throwing a snowball. What? <laughs> He's upset. Now we're in the winter time. Now we only want only feeling he wants to do is is run the snowblower. Did you get a what? Did you get him a toy one? I I I would like to. I he doesn't have a toy one. He has a toy lawnmower, but he doesn't have a toy uh, uh, snowblower. Well, is he gonna get one? I don't know. You don't know. You have connections. <laughs> We we Santa is not planning on it on our end of things, but you know maybe uh, Santa might be planning it with the grandparents. I don't know. A massive disappointment. No wonder the kid's not going to believe. <laughs> no, but we do have we do have some pretty good gifts coming, especially for his because we have to we have to we have to you know his birthday. Yeah, we have to. We have how do you handle, right do you handle that? I we had a girl in high school by the name of Mary Sullivan. And Mary's birthday was Christmas. Oh, like oh, oof! <laughs> so do you get both? What is this? And she got sort of both. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's how we do it too. We we buy everything at once. We do his birthday shopping with our Christmas shopping, and then we split up what we want for what we want to get for Christmas, what we want to get for birthday, and we kind of make sure there's a big gift for each at least, and all that kind of stuff. So okay. That's kind of how we've been uh, doing it. Okay, cool. Uh, I like it. Well done. Yeah, I mean, Uncle Steve has to protect them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> time I turn around, it's like, all right, okay. What didn't Daddy do this time? Wait till you start coaching him in Little League, and I'm sitting in the stands. 
I do look forward to that, and so does Lisa. Lisa wants me to go just to be the buffer. <laughs> exactly. What are you doing? Out? He's six. <laughs> F O U L E D. That spells Falda. <laughs> Give me a bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing as the Eagles game. He's coaching Little League. I need a bourbon. <laughs> well, I may need a bourbon for other reasons if I'm coaching Little League. I did it for 14 years. Little League and Babe Ruth Bowl. So, I mean, obviously yeah. I've got them up to 15 years of age. That's right. And my, I think I told you the story about the last game I coached. So, Kathy actually went to the last game. This was with the parent and that my, tried to mouth you off, right? N- no, oh, no, 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 no. I never had a parent do that. Or I'm smarty or something. Right? Yeah, I, I think no, I remember this no, story. No, no, no. The, the, every, I never had a problem with any parent. I only had one ask one time about uh, getting his son onto a tournament team. And the kid was hitting like 128 or something like that. I did get him on a tournament team, but still I was like, really, Dave? All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, okay, I'll, I'll help out here. No, 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 no. I, I had zero parents problems. So I'm coaching the last game and so and my buddy J.R. Retarge was the home plate umpire. And so she asked me afterwards, says, you know, what we think about in the last inning there, you're down at third base. I said, well we had a run around first. I was trying to figure out, like say, you know, should we hit and run here or, you know, should I steal him? I said, I gotta get him in the scoring position so we can tie the game up. Right? She says, That's what you're thinking? I said, Yeah. <laughs> so what, what do you want me to think over there? Oh, what was me? I said, I want these kids to go home happy. <laughs> I said, it's all about them. He says, I can't believe that's what you're thinking. And of course, you're sitting there thinking, of course he was thinking that. Exactly. I like, be, I don't know I why you wouldn't kids, be thinking I, that. I'd be thinking I the same to, thing. I wanted the kids to go home happy. Yes. That was the reason why. Not about me, cripe. But yeah, you know, you know ever, if you're doing Little League and it's about you, you need to get out, <laughs> okay? Desperately need to get out if you're thinking it's about you. It's about them. I mean, I wanted them to, have, like, jump up and down and be happy. Oh, no. All right. No show on Monday, by the way. Because all the gifts that Matt didn't hand out on Christmas Eve because he was too locked in on the Eagles game and then in such a bad mood, they're saving them for Monday, so we need to take Monday's show off. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that, sure. Daddy's in a better mood now. (laughs) And, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, those who love Santa Claus and those who are Eagles fans. The King. Hey, man. There you How's go. How's it going? Great. How are you? I'm good. I was telling man, we got whack with the winds. So my oh, propane no, that's, that's, tank fence oh. landed in my front yard. And, no. And then when I, and I didn't realize, I heard the bang early in the morning. I was like looking outside like a tree fell down or something. And then yeah. I went to work. I didn't see the fence because I go to work when it's dark. Um, right. I'm unloading a truck. Some guy 
dropped a bunch of material off, and I look out in the middle of, you know, the big field in front of the shop? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm rebuilding some guy's uh, snowmobile trailer. <laughs> it's oh. out in the middle of the field. <laughs> oh, I'm like, what? <laughs> How did that get out there? Wow. It's a big field. It's out in the middle of the field. I'm like, holy crap. How am I going to get this on the grass, you know? Because the oh, guy chained it yeah. up so nobody could steal it. So I couldn't just put it on a trailer sure. hitch. I've got a trailer hitch, but I couldn't. So. Mm. Well, I right now, it. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. So. Right now, here, it is zero. And the uh, wind chill, because of, right now, it's zero here. Really? And with the it's wind, 55 with the wind, degrees here. And the wind chill is uh, 39 below zero. No way. Yep. 39 below zero? Right now. That's the wind chill here right now. Holy crap. You better watch your pipes. Wow. Uh, no, I've, I've, got, I've, I've got heat on down here. That's one thing about having the Sunbury Motor Studio. My basement well, yeah, is, is it's done. Finished. Your basement's finished. Yeah. That's good. Since it's finished, I have the heat on in both rooms down here. So it's... Yeah. Yeah, and, and that is the, dangerous, dangerous temperature, man. Yep, wow. it is, and it's and, and it's going to get low. this way. I mean, it's going to be ten degrees here tomorrow, but they're not talking about that cold. They said like ten below here, wind chill. So, I mean, what you got yeah. heading towards us? So, but right. we got the ocean that kind of blows it around. So, yeah. And, well, we've got zero here. Let's see. Let me just check out the. Hourly deal here it says here. Oh, it says Matt's scheduled for bourbon at eight twenty-two. Uh, um, get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> so right now it's zero thirty-nine below. It's going to get down to well, three below zero here. Looks like wind chill in the forties. Four below zero is the lowest. Four below. 44 below zero? Yeah, four below zero and uh, wind chill about 40. Holy crap. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm talking to Jack. I don't Jack think here. I've ever been in that cold of weather. Oh, I have. Yeah. Oh, I have. Um, I was, um, I've told the story a thousand times, so we'll make it a thousand and one. Ironically, Rose Bowl. So I go to the Rose Bowl, do the Rose Bowl, say years ago. And I had to fly from there to Minnesota next to do basketball. So I'm not going back to State College. So I, I have a cab, 5 a.m., that's going to take me to the airport. And in the cab, they're on the radio, and it's currently 57 degrees here in Los Angeles at 5 in the morning. Great. I get in the cab, go to the airport, fly to Dallas, Dallas to Minneapolis. I get off the plane that night, right, standing there to get a cab to go to the hotel in downtown Minneapolis. Wind chill, 46 below zero. Mm. Yeah. 103 degree temperature change in eight, nine hours. Like, what? I'm standing there thinking, you know, you're a 10-gallon idiot. What are you doing? I just love palm trees. <laughs> I tell you, the coldest I've ever been in my life 
was Penn State against Boston College at oh, the yeah. old Foxborough Stadium. Doug Flutie yeah. was the quarterback. Yeah, 1984. Yeah, me, Mom, Dad, and Uncle Mike were sitting yep. in the end zone. And the wind was blowing in our face. And Uncle yeah. Mike's making fun of me because Mom brought my mittens, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the big mittens and Mom. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yep. And brought a blanket. And he goes, tell me you're not going to, because Uncle Mike was the Harley guy, you know. And he's oh, I know. All this I know. Crap. And I know. He, he's making fun of me. And I said, well, it's going to be cold. By the middle of the second quarter, He's all cuddled underneath the blanket with me. <laughs> I've never been so cold in my life. <laughs> oh, man, the wind was blowing right in our face. We're in the end zone. So yeah. It was worth it to see Flutie. Man, he was good. Yeah, yeah. he was yeah, no, he was great that night. That's the, one, that's the one time he beat Penn State in four tries. It was that night. I was the third announcer on the and the crew that year. Uh, yeah. yeah I, I did a game at Iowa basketball in nineteen ninety six. I think it was I think it was Groundhog Day. I think it was February second. I was ranked sixteenth in the country. So we always fly into Cedar Rapids and then we have to make the twenty the twenty five mile bus ride down to Iowa City. When you come out of the eastern Iowa airport, you get on I three eighty and at that entrance, there's a Conoco gas station that has time and temperature on it. And it's cold. Now, it's not windy. It's not windy. And it's 27 below zero on the time and temperature side. And we're all looking at each other like, what the heck? So we get down to Iowa City, and it's 34 below zero. And that's the temperature. That's not the wind chill. That's not the wind chill. It's the temperature. We're like, wow. So I had a room, it turned out, with with um, two queen-size beds in it, even though I had the room to myself. It's just what I ended up with. So I took the covers off of the one bed, took some of them and stuffed them at the window, and then put the rest as extra covers on my bed. So the next morning, I get up, and I turn on the TV, and it's it's a TV station in Cedar Rapids. And they're up in Waterloo, which is north of Cedar Rapids. And in Waterloo, Iowa, it was 41 below zero. Again, that's the temperature, not the wind chill. It's 41 below zero. So the TV reporter says, now watch this. And he pours, he gets hot coffee. He pours it into the cup. He says, I'm going to give it 30 seconds. 30 seconds later, he takes it, he throws it in the air, and it crystallizes. The high temperature that day was 17 below zero. 17. Jerry Dunn, whom I, whom I just saw, Jerry was just here on Sunday. He did the uh, color on the um, on BTN, the Canisius game. He was the analyst. And Jerry was the coach, and I opened up the pregame show, and I said, Jerry, it was 34 below zero here last night. 17 below was the high today. I said, is this a good time to ask you about the Maui Invitational? <laughs> I said, because I'd like to get an invite right about now. <laughs> I can't imagine living somewhere that cold. No. No. And no. Penn State won the game. No. By, Penn State won the game, by the way. It was their first win in 41 years over a ranked team on the road. So they won the game. 
Wow. Fun memories. All right. I, how about boy, we? How about we take? Huh? Oh, that's good. Yeah, you're the nine and three. I mean, Penn State's nine and three, and you let the players go. They're a home now, uh, for the most part. A couple players, maybe too far away. They'll come back on Monday night. Practice Monday night, then practices uh, Tuesday, Wednesday morning, game Thursday. Then on Friday morning, I fly to California. And then I've got that game on Monday the 2nd. Then I fly to Detroit, go to Ann Arbor, do that game in Michigan on Wednesday. Then I come back. So uh, that's that's the itinerary. And football team arrives Monday, by the way, in Los Angeles. All right, we'll come back. Great to have you with us today. Picks in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Brewers Outlet. All right, time now for picks. All right, let's get it going. Don't forget about Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Stock up, get a gift card. Well, we all could probably have used something from Brewers Outlet last week because we all went two and four in our picks last week. It's fine, it doesn't matter. Um, good. I am now 89 and 57. King is 77 and 68. And Steve is now 85 and 61. So we start things off. Wow, with... I went to last place, huh? No. I own that, man. Yeah. You're That's still mine. second. <laughs> I'm second? Yeah. But I thought I was in first. And the same with the uh, college picks. We're all like even. Well, we're not I even. Was, I thought I was in first place by two or three but, games. Huh? I thought I was in first place by two or three games. No, you and Matt are close. I'm way off. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I thought I was like two or three games in front of Matt. Like two weeks ago, I had like a, I don't know, what, a five, six, seven, and eight, one record that week. And no, Matt's been like seven and one. Am I missing? Week. Am I missing something here? Because. I think there was a couple of games that I that I miscalculated that King caught that I so that we that actually yeah. I I had won. No, so yeah, that's, did, that's did, what did, happened. He had you farther ahead than you really were. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, let's pick some games. You're, you're confused by it. Yeah. Let's pick I went some through let's... because I've got well, you've seen my notebook. I actually do real games, so that's like, you know, it's fine. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> but I've got everything and everything that we picked, and I went through and rechecked them. But in the colleges, cool. I'm seven and seven, Matt seven and seven, and Steve is six and eight. So all right, yeah. Yo, the, the favorites are all losing. God, Air Force just kicked the crap out. I know. Of I was stunned Baylor. by that last night. You know? Yeah. Well, not only that, I mean, they threw the ball well. Yeah. All right, so we got the Giants at the Vikings to kick off our picks for this weekend. Giants giving three and a half on the road. Steve. I, I just don't have a lot of confidence in the Giants. I think even though it's going to be a tight game, and to be honest with you, Minnesota secondary is is experienced, but they play old, and I mean old in a bad way. Uh, I'm going to pick the Vikings, though. King, who you got? Well, I'll tell you what. Last week I was driving to the gym, and the Vikings were losing 33 to nothing. I said, holy yes. crap. And when I yeah. go home from the gym, the game was tied. <laughs> it's like, wow. Yeah. But the Giants, 
are weird this year. I'm going to take the points and take the Giants. I am doing the same because the Vikings, every time they've got an emotional, miracle-type win, they have stunk up the place the following week. I think they do the same this week. I think they might still win this game, but I'm definitely taking the Giants and the points as well. All right, next one we got Seattle giving nine and a half on the road at Kansas City. King. Yeah, I was just curious with with these big spreads. I'm going to still take Kansas City. I think Seattle is all done for the year. Yeah, I I love Kansas City big in this game. I got the nine and a half too. Steve? Patrick Mahomes, Geno Smith. (laughs) Geno Smith, Patrick Mahomes. I'll go with Kansas City. There you go. Geno's played good this year. And is in the Pro Bowl, Uh, which is unbelievable. Yeah, I, I don't, he hasn't played well the last month, no. to be honest with you. No. Uh, That's just amazing. He's in the Pro Bowl. Who the, who the heck would have thought Zach that? Wilson. <laughs> well, oh, I, I think the that, three of us combined would be better than Zach Wilson right now. Oh, yeah. It, it's sad to watch. It's awful. Oh, I put WFAN on today, New York. <laughs> mm. funny. Yeah, yeah so, that'll be about it. They want him out. They want him gone. Do not ever play him again. Yeah, I, second pick in the draft. Yeah, I My think he's gosh. done too with the locker room and everything. Yeah, but but what did I say when the draft happened? What did I, I tell you? I said I don't get it. I said he's oh, not yeah. a first round pick. Yeah, I didn't think I didn't get it either at the time. But this is how he's things are. Quarterbacks always too. get overhead. Didn't he sleep with his mother's best friend or something? I don't really don't want to know. Don't care. <laughs> I didn't know. I only know the locker room thing. I didn't know that. I have no idea. All right. All right, here we go. Meanwhile, while the Jets continue to stink up the place, the Bills are nine-point favorites on the road at Chicago. I got the Bills and the nine. King. Yeah, I took Buffalo also. I mean, Chicago is just all about the quarterback, and a a good team will take him out of it. He'll get his yards and score a couple touchdowns, but that's about it. I got Buffalo. Steve? Buffalo has played well, not awesome, but I think Buffalo will cover this. You know what? That's okay. You know, make it to the playoffs and then start again. All All right, Miami is hosting Green Bay. Green Bay giving four on the road. Steve? Something about Green Bay just doesn't seem right. Um... I'll take the Dolphins. I have the Dolphins as well, and and the points. The uh, King. Well, you're giving up the points. All right, giving up the points. Yeah, sorry. Right. Um. Yeah, Green Bay. Even though they won last week, it didn't look good. Um, Miami's been steady. They're not great, but they're very good. I got Miami. But believe me, they, Miami has the receivers Aaron Rodgers wishes he had. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I'm going Miami as well in this one. All right, now we got the two big games of the week for Saturday for tomorrow. Vegas Steelers to celebrate the back of reception and Franco. And the Raiders giving three on the road. King. Yeah, I think Pittsburgh wins big. I think they're going to win this one for Franco. I think they're better than Vegas anyway. But I'll, I'll give up give up the points. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think the Steelers win the game, but they're just not good enough to blow out anybody. So I think I think Vegas covers. As I'm, t- I'm taking Vegas in the points. Steelers win the game. K- uh, Steve, I think Vegas actually wins the game. Um, 
it's a something about Pittsburgh is just not quite right. Um, and the, and the Raiders, same thing. Two teams that aren't quite right. I mean, I got to give it credit. The game belongs on NFL Network. Uh, <laughs> I'll take the Raiders. All right, and then finally, the big showdown in Big D tomorrow. Gardner Minshew and the Eagles take it on Dak and the Cowboys. Eagles given five on the road. Steve, let's start with you. Uh, if Hurts is playing, there's no question I pick Philadelphia. I believe Dallas is giving five, right? Yes. There's no question in my mind if Hurts is playing. I don't care what the spread is. I'm picking Philadelphia. He's not playing. Minshew's a very good backup, but I'm picking uh, Dallas at home. King. I'm going to take the points and take Philly because, to me, these backup quarterbacks will never get to play. They have great games. You know, everyone says, oh, they're going to lose because Hurst's not playing. Philly's very solid, and they'll run the ball, and Sanders is one of the best backs in football. I got Philly. I think With- the- Five points. I'll take it. Yeah, I, I'm going. I'm taking Eagles in the points too, but I think Dallas ekes it out. I'm thinking 27-23 Dallas. To me, the only thing the Cowboys have is Parsons. Outside of that, they're the same old Cowboys. You know, you know, you know what's they, interesting they, is everybody they, makes they a big deal out of digs. The they'll lose everybody at makes home, a, and their fans will right. throw stuff at them oh, when they lose. So. Get that right. I mean, yeah. It's interesting. Everybody makes a big deal out of Diggs. He has interceptions in his career. I don't like him as a DB. I mean, I don't. I think he makes so many mistakes that that one play he makes once in a while is not worth it. And the Eagle receivers are better than the Dallas secondary. There's no getting around it. And Minshew can get him the ball. The problem is they, they lose the idea of the quarterback draw and the running quarterback. That's the part they lose. 